Hello, and welcome to episode 52 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And you know what 52 means, right? 52 means we are officially four standard legal sets old. Yes, and we have broke zero formats and made them unplayable in that time. Unlike yeah, yes. Most, yeah, unlike most of the standard legal formats redu- uh, released in the pro- past 52 weeks. Including the one that's upcoming. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's a spicy meatball. It sure is. And we're going to talk about that spicy meatball next week. Next week, not this week. So if you want to tweet at us while we're not talking about the spicy meatball now, <laughs> you can tweet at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep, you can find us at Casual Tryhard MTG on Facebook. You can send us an email at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, we'd like to remind you to check out our uh, or use our TCG player affiliate link at tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel if that's easier for you to listen to us. Yeah, everything goes over there. Yep. Maybe again, Brian will hold up his promise and like record him messing up a sealed pull or two. But it's yeah, hard, man. It is hard. It's hard. It's tough to find the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to build a contact creator <laughs> empire. Like, if I accidentally do it, fine. But, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. So next week is our video episode. Yeah, we do one of these every time a new set comes out, regardless if it's standard legal or not. We did one for uh, Modern Horizons. Yeah. We do one every time a new set comes out. Our good friend Juan does the producing it for us. Um, we record at Myrtle Beach Games here locally. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, so we'll go through our top 10 list. I'm trying to hold out until I see the whole set. Are we going to make it a top 10 list? Or whatever, whatever cards we're interested in lists. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know. Like, we've played around with a couple different ways to structure it. I wasn't sure which one you felt like doing this time. Give us some feedback, people. Yeah, let us know. Tell us what you want. Tell us what you want. What you really, really want. Oh, man. I was trying to think of the next part of that Spice Girl song. Zigga zigga zah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Three, which which one of us is sporty spice? Which one's scary spice? Which one's baby spice? Like I don't know, this is rough. There's only two of us. That's too many spices. <laughs> there are too many spices. <laughs> also, after we record these video episodes, which like I said, we have a ton of fun doing. I think they come out pretty good too. Usually on Wednesday or Thursday, we will build a pre release kit on video. That's posted up on Myrtle Beach Games' YouTube channel. So if you have any questions about building a sealed pool or just want to see what we open, make sure you check that out as well. Yeah. And there are some crazy, crazy things to open. There sure is. Oh, my gosh. I may perhaps have a new favorite card of all time. You might. I might, yeah. You might. Uh, If any of you do alters, James needs himself. If you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, what was Krang? Was that his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we need, like, James's head inside a... Uh, a belly. A belly yeah. of some sort. <laughs> so, depending on how you feel about your artistic skills, we might have to commission you. Hook me up. Yeah. So, per usual, there are two kind of pre-releases. There's mm-hmm. the pre-release that's going to be on Arena. Right. Which is going to occur on the 16th of January. Mm-hmm. And then there's the in-paper pre-release, which occurs on the 17th of yep. January. They started running them... Um like the Friday before the weekend now. Usually you couldn't run them until midnight Friday night. Yeah, but now they can. you can make your F&M a pre-release. Yep, and I think most stores do at this point. Yeah, just because no one wants to draft yeah. the last set and right. no one wants to play old Terrible standard. standard. And this standard has been Abysmal. atrocious. Yeah. So we get the set comes out a week before mm-hmm. as a pre-release. Yep. Um, one advantage of like buying your boxes from your local game store 
as opposed to buying them on Amazon or uh, not from TCG Player, um, <laughs> is that if you buy them at your local game store, they are able to give them to you when pre-releases start. Yeah, so like a whole week early. Make sure you have your cards for uh, the new standard coming up. And it lets you like open things and then yeah. you know what you need to like maybe try to buy before or sell a lot of times the uh, pre-sale prices for cards are through the roof yes so if there's a card that you don't particularly think is good but it's really expensive it's a great time to unload it there's a good window Mm -hmm. to work in yep so why do we play pre-release because it's awesome that's why okay (laughs) like you said you can pick up your boxes like a week ahead of time um so that's a reason to go to pre-release um, also, one more thing about the boxes is if you do get them from your local game store, you get a buy a box promo also. Mm-hmm. The buy a box promos have been uh, kind of alternating stone standard unplayable and standard format shaping. Right. And so you look at, what is it, Athreos? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it, four black white for a four seven with the god text yeah so you have to have seven uh it's indestructible your devotion to white and black has to be seven in the beginning of each upkeep you get to put a coin counter on something Mm -hmm. and if a creature with a coin counter dies you return it to play at the beginning of the next 10 step under your control under your control so it can be anyone's creature i think it has to be an opponent's creature i don't think you can put one on your creature okay i don't have the card in front of me but i don't either i thought that's how it read though yeah so this seems mm-hmm. more like Imperious Great Worm. Right. And Not less, standard playable. Yeah, unless Nexus of Fate slash uh, Kenrith, though I thought Kenrith was firmly in the not playable camp. I know. You look at that card and you really don't think standard all-star. Yeah, you don't think like, you think, hmm, five color identity yeah. commander. Right. But I guess when you don't pay mana for it, and then all the abilities are live when it comes into play. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I guess I guess you're like, oh, this is good now. Uh, yeah, you get you get your your promo card, mm-hmm. and that's the only way to get them, other than opening them in collector boosters. Yeah, I guess you can get them in collector boosters. Yeah, it's like the only place to get like the non foil version is yeah. collector boosters. Also, with your Athreos, you're gonna get a full art land. The crazy nyx looking lands with like the giant mana symbol if i recall correctly there was kind of a mix-up with those though so the one that is packaged with your athreos is going to be non-foil and they're doing a second release it's supposed to be foil so the game store should have a pack of foil basics and when you get your buy a box promo they should give you a foil basic also okay yeah two basics Ooh, they're fancy they are fancy Fancy pants. So that's why uh, why you should go to the pre-release as far as product goes. Yeah, well, kind of. Kind of. Another reason to go to pre-release is a lot of these cards are really tricky to evaluate. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people on the internet running around trying to evaluate these cards right now, but until you get them in your hands and start playing with them, it's really hard to figure out like all the moving pieces. So one thing that I like about pre-release is you get to get these cards in your hands sooner. Even if you're not like building, you know, constructed decks with them, if you can get a feel for the mechanics and how they work, it'll help you in deck building going into like week one or week two standard. So we can do some old stuff here. So Mm -hmm. there was Sarkin from Cons. Yeah. That like he turned into a dragon. Mm -hmm. He was like three red, 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 red. 
and turn into a dragon. It was like, oh, this card's great. It was like $35 pre-order price. Mm -hmm. And then there was Soren. It was two white black and gave all your creatures lifelink and made like a flying 2-2 vampire. And it was like he was much cheaper. And then like when pre-release happened, they just switched their prices. Sarkhan was unplayable and Soren was fantastic. Yeah, because it was like, oh, wait, no, this is great. Yeah. I think that like Walking Ballista was kind of a, a yeah. hard card to evaluate and then you like played against it in a pre-release and you went like oh oh my god this is unbeatable yeah Same it's been a warp we- informants ever since yeah might get banned uh <laughs> through no fault of its own <laughs> yeah um like hydrid crisis like i didn't think hydrid crisis was good enough but i wasn't thinking about hydrid crisis being cast for like 10 right yeah no you were thinking about trying to cast it on curve normally yeah like oh yeah. it's gonna be like a six mana Four four that drew you two cards and it's yeah. like that's not good enough. But when it's uh you know when you draw it and you got six or you got ten lands in play, you're like oh this is amazing. Oh yeah, and, and doing for that double mana, doing that in pre-release, so I was like oh this is really good. So yeah. like it gives you a chance to you know figure out you were wrong about a card mm-hmm. or like reevaluate a card that you know maybe you were like lukewarm on yeah or that you thought was good and then you were like oh no this doesn't work well on limited right how is it going to work well on constructed right also like some mechanics in general are kind of hard to evaluate without playing with them like escape i think escape is going to be hard to evaluate yeah it might even be harder and limited yeah well i'm excited to get get the cards in my hand though to see like what makes it tick yeah, so. so have we talked about Escape? Like, we just mentioned it. We can at least say Sure, we is. can talk about it real so quick. So Escape is, I, I think it's only creatures. Are there spells that have Escape? Um, yeah, there are a couple enchantments yeah. that have Escape. Well, also that uh, red enchantment that we'll talk about next week gives all your spells in your graveyard yes. Escape. Yes, I'm going to break that card. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, so Escape says that if a card with Escape is in your graveyard, it has a mana cost. Mm-hmm. And then a number of cards you have to exile. Right, and you, then you can cast the card. Yeah, so if you pay, so if it's escape three red red, mm-hmm. it'll be escape, a mana cost like three red red, and then exile five card, five other cards from your graveyard. Right. So if you have that card plus five cards in your graveyard, you can pay the mana cost, mm-hmm. exile those cards, and then cast that card. Yep. If it's a spell, it doesn't leave your graveyard. So as long as you have the mana hmm. and the cards in your graveyard, you can just keep casting that spell. Yeah, it, it doesn't want, go to exile. It doesn't exile. It just right. stays there, and you just can keep casting it. Yep, so it's a little bit closer to, like, retrace than flashback? Yes. Okay. Or jumpstart it if you're newer, yep. Yep. right? So it's kind of like jumpstart, where mm-hmm. it was like you had to, like, get rid of a card. This is get rid of things in your graveyard. Okay. You know, that's something that, you know, I think everyone's like, ooh, ah, but then, like, actually having to play and like how often do you have eight other cards in your graveyard to exile for something or yeah or having to pick between two different escape cards because you know you're going to exile one of them yeah yeah so just like how's that how is that going to work another thing that i really like about pre-release is that like nobody has played with the cards yet so it's a great time for newer players to come in and you know meet some meet some other people and get their hands on the cards as well because everybody's kind of on the same playing field nobody's played with the cards yet the cards you get to build your deck out of are random obviously better players are going to play better but it kind of closes the gap a little bit yeah and usually uh 
at least our store as of late, they have been less high stakes. Yeah. So if you need help with deck building or something, Mm -hmm. people are more apt to help you. Like when it's a pack per win, like who cares? Right. Um, Well, I mean, that's, that's a lot for a newer player though. Fair. I mean, one of us is probably like, who cares? But yeah. But I mean, like if, you know, someone's gonna be more apt to help you. Right. If like, oh, if they play you round one and they help do your deck be like reasonable. Yeah. And they're a lot out of pack mm-hmm. than being out there shot at like a box. Right. Right. Absolutely. So to, it's a time to like kind of mm-hmm. get help mm-hmm. and, you know, figure out some things and like learn what kinds of cards are good because there are always cards in sets that aren't high impact mm-hmm. and, you know, learning like what those, why those cards are not good. Yeah. Like, oh, you shouldn't play this. You should play this and you shouldn't play this because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And this is why this is better. Like learning that Yep. is, is this is the time to do that. Yep. Especially if you're new, grab a more experienced player and ask a whole bunch of questions. I love it when that happens to me. Yeah. So, how do the pre-releases come? Um, so you're going to get a box. Uh, the box should be big enough for like your deck, probably sleeved, and like whatever cards came in it. Inside the box, there's going to be six booster packs plus a promo pack. Promo is a foil stamped, like date stamped foil card. It can be any rare or mythic in the set, I think. Yeah, I don't think there's anything special with Theros. Yeah, I I know they've changed it a couple times, but I'm pretty sure it's any rare mythic from the set, foil date stamped. You're going to get six booster packs, and you're going to get a spin-down die. And then what you're going to do is kind of take all that, and you're going to crack all your packs open and lay them out in front of you and build a limited deck out of it. Yeah, I think that most pre-releases are 25 to 27 maybe dollars somewhere um i mean that's gonna vary per game store um yeah, but somewhere in that ballpark yeah i'd say somewhere between like 25 and 30 bucks if you think about how much a pack is it's four dollars yep if like your cost is 25 dollars, you're basically mm-hmm. buying six packs mm-hmm. and spending a dollar on an extra rare in the tournament yep and so, you know, hopefully, whatever price packs you get. Yeah, so it is. It is good value. Yeah, some completely anecdotal stories here. Also, I've played in a whole bunch of pre-releases, like five or six every pre-release since I came back to the game. And there seemed to be a lot more like chase cards running around the room during a pre-release than during like a normal draft. Yes. So I don't know if they actually like seed these packs with planeswalkers and chase mythics and stuff, but there definitely seem to be more in pre-release packs than there are like in normal booster packs. It does. It does a lot. Um, of that's another kind of reason to push you to go to pre-releases if you're looking for you know that super sweet Elspeth planeswalker that's in this set. You have a better, anecdotally, you have a better chance of pulling it out of a pre-release kit than you would six random boosters out of a box. Yeah, it does. It does feel like there's there are more. Yeah, um, the same thing happened with um, like expeditions, right? Yeah, it felt like there were like one or two got open like yeah. every single every pre-release, every pre-release. Yeah, whereas and, like during during a normal draft, you might get one a month. Yeah, and so. it, was, it was it was very different. Yep. So yeah, that's another reason for you to go to pre-releases. Again, nobody's going to admit to this or whatever, but at least anecdotally, it seems that there's a lot more of them, you know, coming out of the pre-release kits than normally. Pre-release events typically are paid out in packs of the new set. 
no, I'm not going to say every store is going to do this. I can only, you know, talk about the stores that I've been to for pre-release. But usually they're paid out like pack per win. So, you know, if you have like a three or four round tournament at the end of your tournament, you're going to go up and they'll figure out how many rounds you've won and you'll get a booster pack for each of those. Um, sometimes I know the store that I go to, sometimes they'll kind of pool those packs together and do like a normal Swiss tournament with top eight. And then they'll kind of weight the prize support heavier to the top. So like if you won the whole thing, came in first, you'd get like a booster box instead of, you know, four packs. Sometimes like it can be important to make sure that you ask before the tournament starts what the prize structure is going to be. Yeah. Because maybe you don't have, you know, six hours to spend for a pre-release. Maybe you only got time for a three-round tournament. That being said, you should probably call your local game store anyway and make sure that they're not requiring, like, pre-registration. Wizards has been doing some kind of funky stuff lately with product allotment, moving stores up and down, giving them more product, less product. If your store gets allotted less product, they might only be running one or two pre-releases instead of four or five, and there's a chance that they would, you know, fill up kind of quick, so. Yeah, so it's, you don't want to get left out in the cold. Yep. On pre-release weekend, um, most stores are going to run events all weekend long, like you said, starting with FNM usually now. Yeah. All the way through Sunday. Again, make sure that, you know, if there's one in particular that you're trying to get to, make sure that they're not going to run out of product before then, try and pre-register for it if they'll let you. Definitely. So what kind of things should we uh, bring to pre-release with us? So you should bring sleeves. Okay. So you can sleeve your deck, especially if you get like some super sweet card. You don't want to like you know, back hallway. Yeah. The um, the promo cards are always foil, and foils tend to not hold up quite as well as normal cards to like being shuffled and scraped around the table. Yeah. So if you open a sweet promo card and you don't have any sleeves, you're kind of going to ruin your promo card. Yeah. Ideally, bring a playmat. Mm-hmm. Again, like something to keep track of life totals mm-hmm. if you don't want to use the spin down. Yep. Uh, bring your trade stuff. Yep. This is a, a good time to, you know, fill in holes in your collection with other people running around. Pre-releases can go by kind of quick, and there may be some downtime in between pre-releases or even in between games. So if there's, you know, cards you're looking for for Pioneer, for Standard, for EDH, whatever, bring some trade stuff with you. Maybe you can... Uh, or just stuff from the from the new set where someone yeah, opens too. it. There are a lot of people that play pre-release and then don't do anything else. Yeah. Or play pre-release but are EDH players. Right. And so they don't want these standard mm-hmm. rares that they open. They want some EDH thing or yep. whatever. And this is a good time that you can maybe pick up some things. It might be at a slightly more elevated price, but you can get it for yeah. cardboard as opposed to Dollars. money. Yeah. yeah. Again, like I said, there's also sometimes some... Uh, free time in between pre-releases too so if you're you know you're playing a one o'clock pre-release and the next pre-release is until seven chances are you're going to have like two or three hours to spare in between them if you have an edh deck there's usually people running around trying to get an edh game in in between pre-releases so i'd bring you know something else to do with you also this is also prime snack time it is prime snack time it is true you come in for the one o'clock or whatever and then and the next one's at 7, yep. and you get done at 5, you're like, oh, I have time to go get food. Yep. It's burger time. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that is pre-release. Yeah. You got anything else to add in for pre-release? I think we've all covered think it. I think we covered about, just about everything. Yep. If you have questions, ask. Make sure you ask. Something to keep in mind 
is depending on how spiky you are, mm-hmm. you can go through the spoilers mm-hmm. and there's usually someone somewhere, usually on Channel Fireball or Star City, used to be PV, so he might still be doing it for uh, is it Star City Star now? City now, would break down all the combat tricks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what all the combat tricks are in the format. Yep. Here's like what all the removal looks like. Here's all the instant speed removal that mm-hmm. you have to worry about. And how much mana it costs, when mm-hmm. to expect it. So you can, you know, kind of prepare mm-hmm. beforehand right. to know like, oh, there's they have one black mana up. What could they cast? Yeah, is there is there the, you know, plus two, plus one and lifelink. Right. Or death touch or whatever. Combat trick, exactly. Yep. So you can do that beforehand as well, just to like kind of know what's going on mm-hmm. before you go in. You're you're still gonna forget, but you know, yep. Sometimes you remember. Yeah, limited resources. Uh, LSV's podcast. Um, they also do a complete set review. It's very long, so be warned. It's like usually four, five hours for the common and uncommon set review. Yeah, but they go through every single card and tell you when it might be played, if it's played. They'll give every card a rating, talk you kind of talk you through their card valuation process. I try to listen to it before every pre-release. Yeah, I guess that it should be coming out early next week. Yeah. Because they just did the sunset, sunset show for Throne. Mm-hmm. And depending on when the spoiler is done. Yeah, the spoiler should be done this weekend, right? Yeah, so like they might try to record it. This weekend and yeah. get it out Monday or Tuesday, so you have a chance to listen to it before yep. pre-release. Again, it's super long, so if you're not like ridiculously spiky, maybe it's not your thing. But I try to listen to it before pre-release. Yeah, I usually try to get uh, listen to it as well. Mm-hmm. Just a good a good way to make sure that you know what's going on. Yeah, they do a pretty good job of walking you through like tricky rules interactions. Also, yeah, they usually will start that podcast. Either the one before or the one that has the actual review, set review mm-hmm. with here are the the mechanics and how they work. Mm-hmm. Here's irrelevant rule stuff for them. Yep. And then they will also point out small interactions that yeah. can make the card better than you realize Yep. Uh, as they're doing the set review. Yep. But like, don't forget you can do whatever this. I think we've talked about like, Sacking a crap attacking creature right after, after damage, damage. Yep. when you've killed their other stuff and you can then get their big thing with the second attacking creature. Yep, and the, like if that's in the set, they'll remind you of that as they're going through. So yeah, it's worth a listen if you got an extra five hours or whatever. It's a lot of drives to and from work. It sure is. So we were thinking of perhaps some magic uh, New Year's resolutions. Okay. And, I mean, it's New Year's, so everyone's doing it. It is New Year's. Everyone's doing it. I I came up with this because I was thinking, I was like, well, what should I do in Magic? Mm -hmm. And I think the thing I came up with was I would like to have a deck for every format. Okay. Because, like, right now... Are you going to build you a vintage deck? Okay, I don't have vintage cards. (laughs) I just need, like, three grand and I can, like, put together Dredge and I'd be fine. There you go. But just having, like... Like, I don't haven't played modern in forever, right? And it's partly because like I have some like eh, Stoneforge Mystic mm-hmm. Urza deck together, and then humans, which I haven't played humans in. Yeah, is humans years. even playable anymore? I don't think it is. Yeah. It doesn't have a lot of blue and green mana in it. 
Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't checked in with Modern in so long. Yeah, and then uh, so just like having and like you know having a few like tier one ish mm-hmm. pioneer decks. Yeah, just so like I have options Something to, to play. play. Yeah, and you know getting a standard deck together. Yep. You gonna build an EDH deck? Mm, it's not a real magic format. <laughs> uh, boom. EDH players. <laughs> boom. Hey, man, it sees a lot more play than Vintage does. It does. It does. I mean, I don't know, but then I could have four Bizarre Baghdads. Sure. Sure. I mean, I know what deck <laughs> I would build. I only have to proxy four cards. And then, like, a few years ago, I went through and went through all of, like, cons block stuff. Yeah. And got rid of all the, like, three mana two threes. Yeah, just all the garbage. Yeah, just all the commons that didn't do anything. And then I, like, kept the commons and uncommons that had, like, interesting effects or, like, reasonable set mechanic. Yeah. And and I did that for up through Kaladesh, Mm -hmm. but I haven't got rid of any of the Kaladesh cards. (laughs) They're just, like... All broken. They're just all sitting off in a corner, like... yeah. And I still have them. So just going through all of my bulkish stuff and getting rid of all my like garbage commons and uncommons that like aren't ever gonna see play. The one in the red deal three. Right. You know, Chandra's outrage or mm-hmm. whatever Chandra's whatever triumph. Yeah. Like, no, that card's not gonna see play anywhere. I can go away. Yeah. Just clearing out some stuff. Yeah. So when you propose this, like the obvious thing is like make the PT, right? Yeah. Well, that's not really something that I want to commit to on the show because there's a whole bunch of luck involved there. There's a whole bunch of luck <laughs> involved there. And, like, I don't know, make the PT is not, like, a resolution. Right, yeah. It's like, more of a goal. Yeah, you can you can be like, I'm going to try real hard. And yeah. it's like, well, you flood it out. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter how Too bad. you tried. So I, I wasn't really sure what my resolution was going to be. So kind of what I was thinking was I was going to do a resolution for the show. Okay. And uh, I would like to make a resolution to finally get some merch. Oh. So that's what I'm going to work on. Going to work on getting some merch? Yep, I should probably get, get around to making going. that website I was going to make before school started and school's like a week away now. Yeah. Dole. <laughs> also, last year, I was kind of doing the opposite of you. Instead of pulling your bulk out, I was trying to consolidate mine because I had it, like the way I used to organize my collection was I'd have like a play set of commons and uncommons in a fat pack box. Okay. And then everything else in a long box. So now I'm trying to get rid of that fat pack box. So okay. just everything's together. And I think right now I've made it all the way back to BFZ. Okay. So now I need to do like pre-BFZ consolidate. Yeah, I need to. So that should be a resolution too, I guess. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm starting to run out of, run out of shelf space in my yeah. bookcase. I'm like, well, I can order another bookcase or I can get rid of like, you know. Garbage. Four mana, four threes, no text. <laughs> I could probably get rid of some of those and probably maybe make a little more space. Yep. So. Yep. Because for the most part, like, they're never going to do right anything unless they have, like, again, some unique ability. Or, like, relevant creature type or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or if we go back to, like, an unset and there's cards that care about having drooling monsters in the artwork or wearing hats. If this if this creature only has a paragraph of flavor text, yeah. <laughs> it gets plus two, plus two. Right. Okay, so before we move on to Arena, mm-hmm. uh, you had mentioned that you have had not really been paying attention to Modern and not really had a desire to play Modern. Yeah, like since Pioneer came out, I think a lot of the focus has been shifted there. 
Yeah. Um, and like, there's no modern events. Like, where are you going to pay attention to a format where there like, aren't events? Yeah, it just doesn't get played right now. So there was a SEG team modern event. Mm-hmm. So not the classic team unified. You had three honest to god modern decks. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Otherwise, like maybe I'd have watched it. Turns out I probably didn't have to watch it. No. But when you hear Team Modern, I guess my brain just went to... The old unified thing. Mm -hmm. And I think next week there's a Modern GP. Okay. We can do a brief check-in on Modern. Sure. And Modern looks a lot like Standard did six weeks ago or two months ago. Miserable? Yes. Yeah. So probably the best deck in the format Mm -hmm. is an Urza Oko deck. Yeah. Where uh, I think this is a deck uh, popularized by like Team Lotus Box, where you have Gilded Goose because it makes an artifact, mm-hmm. and Oko because it makes artifacts and everything a 3 3. Right. And then you have Urza to take advantage of all those artifacts. Mm-hmm. And let you dig in your deck. And let you dig in your deck and do all this stuff. So uh, at this event, so at this event, uh, the two most played archetypes mm-hmm. were Urza decks. Right. Sultai and Simic. Yes. And then the next two decks were Primeval Titan decks. Sultai and Simic. Which I do believe featured uh, a three mana planeswalker named Oko. Yes. yes. So I think that the top, like, what is this, 20 decks out of, I think, the 60 or so that made day two right. were Oko decks. Well, yeah, I mean, there's some more further down. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are. Then there's Monogreen Tron. Then we get to... Teamer Urza and Bant Snowblade. Right. Which are both just Oko decks. Right. One has Urza, one has Stoneforge Mystic, mm-hmm. but they both have Oko. Right. And then we get into the bits and pieces. Yeah. Twos and threes. Yeah, that don't have, but there's still a couple Oko decks down in there as well. Yeah. So the format has become all Oko all the time in everything sounds like fun i don't know if you saw a couple weeks ago where as a joke i do believe ali warfield said i fixed modern burn put four okos in it oh yeah yeah and then someone immediately put four okos in modern burn and five out of league yep with okos <laughs> in burn what a world we live in what a world we live in so there's currently a lot of calls for modern to have really a large number of bands. Yeah. That's kind of kind of a bad look because like even before Oko was here, like modern was kind of broken anyway. They just kind of shifted focus away from it. Like Urza's kind of a problem. Yeah, I mean, Hogak was a problem. Right. And when Hogak went away, Urza yeah, was it's a problem. A problem, which like I bought Urza's, we were at the Hogak PTQ, right? or I guess MCQ at that point, and like before I left, I bought Urza's, because mm-hmm. I was like, well, when Hogak gets banned, this is the next best deck in the format. Right. And it has been... The next best deck in the format. Effectively, like, <laughs> the only deck in the format Basically, since yeah. Hogak's gone away. Like, there's been some churn other places, mm-hmm. and like, the core of the deck has changed a little bit. Yeah, it's changed a couple times. Right, he's gone away from like Thopter Sword into right. That's kind of going away from Stoneforge in general. Yeah, but like so, that's all just leaving now, yeah. and you're just getting this Oko Urza shell. Yep. 
and it seems like the whole format is just that. I know that uh, podcast listener Jesse went and mm-hmm. top aided in IQ. Yeah, congrats, buddy. And he said that he was just like, it's a whole lot of Oko. Mm-hmm. Like the cards just everywhere. everywhere. And, you know, the format, like we didn't know if they could slow the format down Yep. to make a lot of the cards good. And they have. The yeah. format is slower. But that has just led to it being super homogenous. Mm-hmm. So, and, I mean, a slower format is more ripe for Oko to take over, too. Yeah, because you're like playing things that are downgraded when they're made three threes. Right. As opposed to upgraded. Like, if you make my Memnite a 3-3, three three, that's a win for me. Yeah. But if you make my primetime a 3-3... Three three, that's not a win. That's not a win. No. I better have won that turn. Yeah. Because it's not getting another one. It's not getting another one. You're not getting any more lands. Yep. So that is a... I mean, it turns your amulet of vigor into a 3-3. Three three. Mm-hmm. Now you can't do the combo kill. Right. So yeah, it's it's in a rough spot. Yeah. So what do we do if they don't ban anything? I th- do we just jump on the Urza Oko train, or is there any weakness to exploit? I don't know. I mean, basically the format's been Urza Oko for yeah. three or f- three months. Yeah, but like three months of a format that people aren't really playing might only be a couple weeks of a format that people are playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I still think there have been events. Have there, though? I mean... At the SCG, what is it, the Players' Championship? Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it was a bunch of Urza decks and then Devoted Devastation mm-hmm. trying to beat a bunch of yeah. Oko decks. But it was still, like, probably half the field was Oko decks. Mm-hmm. And then this event, like, I mean, the Star City Grinder people, I mean, they're on the grind. Yeah, that's true. Right. They're always trying to find a way in like star city still has like, I'm on the star city. You can't page right now. And it's mm-hmm. SEG Knoxville, January 11th and 12th modern. Okay. Right. So, and then there's a modern GP next weekend as yeah. well. So there's a chance that maybe if that top eight is all is just awful. Yeah. Th- then they, maybe they do something. When's the next BNR? Whenever they want, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, uh, speaking of BNRs, they, today they announced there were no Pioneer bands, mm-hmm. and that this was the last Monday of... Regularly a, scheduled, or weekly. Weekly Pioneer bands, yeah. and now it's going to be rolled into the regular BNR announcement. Right. Which can happen whenever they want. Mm-hmm. But I think that there might be a chance, again, if we get one of those top eights where it's, you know eight decks have Oko in them. Yeah. And, you know, you're in a weird spot when your primetime deck is playing a three-mana Planeswalker that doesn't ramp them. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's just, so, that's weird. So, yeah, so that is just something to be aware of that modern, modern seems broken. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's just best to stay in the Pioneer pool until they decide to yeah, they I mean, figure out what they're going to do. Pioneer seems pretty sweet. There's a, a lot of different things you can do right now. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, the number of people that are, like, fiercely passionate mm-hmm. about Modern used to be really high. Right. And there are now, like, a lot of, like, you know, again, grinder-level people mm-hmm. that are on social media saying, like, I haven't enjoyed this format in months. Yeah. This has been really bad. Like, they need to ban Oko and Urza yeah. and uh, Mox Opal. Let's make John good again. I, you want them to ban the Tron lands too? Like, 
Sure. Like it's good. But I don't know like what they have to do. Yeah. I mean, those three cards might be a good start mm-hmm. to like make the format like functional because Mox Opal is no longer in any deck doing anything even like borderline fair. Yeah, I mean Affinity used to be like the broken deck, right? Yeah, Affinity used to be like, oh man, you have to play, you know, three pieces of sideboard. You hate. gotta play four like Shatterstorm in your sideboard or you just lose. Or like I used to play like um, Stony Silences and yeah. in Burn I play Stony Silences and Destructive Revelry. Yeah. It's like yeah, I'm never gonna lose to Affinity ever. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw an Affinity list? I, that deck's unplayable. Yeah, like, it's just, just stone unplayable. It. Right, like you're going to attack and block? Like, yeah. why? And that was the reason for keeping Opal around, was yeah. they didn't want to hurt Affinity. Well, nobody's playing it, so. Nobody's playing it at all, and yeah. I don't know. There's not enough stuff that you can ban yeah. to make Affinity good. I mean, like, you know, not that it had a good Jun matchup, mm-hmm. right, but now Jun has, like, Renin 6. Like, how right. many, like, X ones out of affinity do you just like pick off? Yeah, all of them. No investment. Yeah. Like, yeah, two mana, kill your thing. Next turn, kill your thing, and I spent no mana. Oh, you paid two life for that vault scourge? It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Kill it. (laughs) And like, you just run through it. There's nothing you can do. Like, Ren and Six, like, if that deck didn't have enough problems, like, Ren and Six in the format just makes it so you can't play a pile of X ones. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Oko and Urza just kind of go over the top of it super mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what they would have to ban, but it seems like the format is broken and no one is enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody really has a reason to enjoy it either because they have Pioneer. This is true. Like, I think that a lot of people might just be jumping ship. Yep. Which, you know, you can tinfoil hat it and be like, this is all part of Wizard's master plan. Move everybody to Arena. Move everyone to Arena and then eventually give us Pioneer. Yeah. And then we don't have to, like, close Moto. Moto right. will just close itself. Yep. Makes sense. But that seems a little too tinfoil hatty. I mean, maybe, maybe not. We'll revisit this once we get Pioneer on Arena. Yeah. So there's, we might have to revisit this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know personally, like, I haven't played Modern in months. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I played Modern. Did I play a double up at Richmond? I might have played a Modern double up at Richmond. But that would have been the last time I played Modern. Yeah, so we have uh, Cameron, who we're going to do a team Mm -hmm. tournament in like three weeks, a month. Yeah, February 2nd, we're going to go to Richmond for a SCG team event. Yeah. Team trios. Sadly, uh, Legacy is no longer a supported format on the SCG tour. Yeah, so uh, Merit Lage has to stay stay in the box. Yeah, sorry, Mom. Yeah, so we think we have Cameron on Modern playing Infect. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of a reasonable choice right now. I think it is, too. And then perhaps me on Pioneer playing Question Mark. Question Mark, yeah. Yeah. A couple ideas. Yeah, a couple sweet ideas. Yep, and then uh, I'm always in the standard seat, so I'll be in the standard seat. Holding it down. Holding it down. Whoop. Possibly playing my new favorite card. Possibly. We have to figure out some way for you to play that that card. Yeah. I know we're teasing it. It is the jundiest card that has ever junded. Absolutely. And uh, we'll tell you about it. it. If we do a top 10 list, it's the number one card on Carson's list. 100%. 100%. I, I don't have to. I, I don't know any. The Unless they come out with like, uh, they won't. They won't. They can't because they made Pelucranos. 
Oh, it's the green black one. Yeah. Oh crap! Like I was hoping for like a green ba- black card. No, Dang they it. made Pelucranos, so there will not be one. Yeah. So could there be a red green one that like? Oh no, I guess we already have a red green mythic. Yep. So Clothus. Yeah, does it just leave us like blue white? Now we have black blue mythic. Yeah. Blue it- white. Nobody wants a blue white titan. Those are the worst titans. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it returns something, and it, you, you can't target it unless you pay two. Like, that seems awful. It does seem awful. It'll it was, probably be broken. And then we have the black-white mythic is the buy box promo. Yeah, that doesn't really count for, like, set breakdowns, though. It doesn't, but it also, like, if you think about, like, the M20. Oh, that's uh, true. Thing, they did finish they the cycle there. They finished off the cycle yeah. in, the, in the buy box slot. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know... Yeah, I don't know what that leaves us. Yeah. There's two more Titans. There's two more? Yeah, there's four Titans. Okay. I don't know if they're, they all get a card in this set or not, but like in the lore or whatever, there's four Titans. Gotcha. So we'll see. Because yeah. there's, um, was it the Binding of the Titans? Yeah. Is the saga where it shows Clothis like holding chains or whatever, and she's got four Titans? Yes. So and there are four seen, of we've them. We've seen two. Yeah, we've seen two. I'm a big fan of both of them. Yes. Yep. Yeah, they're both kind of stupid. Yeah. A plus good time. A plus good time. See, we're teasing. We're teasing this stuff for you guys. You got to wait till next week. Got to wait till next week. Don't, don't look at Mythic Spoiler. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you the information. So I had a thought. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is dangerous. Is there a way where we could shield ourselves from spoilers? Would you want to do that? Well, it might be kind of cool to do like... A set release episode where we don't know what the cards are yet. Just a uh, first, um, uh, uh, like a first reaction. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the reactions would be like, "Why has this been printed?" Ah. Yeah, it would also be really hard to not look at spoilers. Yes, it would be very, very hard to not yeah. look at spoilers. I'd have to like not turn my phone on for a month. Yeah, you would have to like not turn on your phone. You would have to like block the Facebook chat. Yeah. Like all the Facebook chats, it would just all have to like go away. Not talk to anybody. Exactly. I think that would be too hard. Probably. Like getting the like cool effect of like, hey, this is the first time I've ever seen this card would be mm-hmm. interesting, but I think it's just too hard to do now. Yeah. Probably. It's not like nineteen ninety four or nineteen ninety six <laughs> or something, right? Where there was no internet. Yeah. We were using news groups. If if that, like I wasn't using news groups. I wasn't that cool back in the day. Pretty sure I was using news groups. I did. I did. I wasn't like, "Hey, man, what's that Sandra Bullock movie? Like <laughs> Hackers or whatever?" Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be one of those people. <laughs> I was like, "Nah, I'm good." Man, that's an old movie. It is. I'm an old person. I know. I just got invited to your birthday party. Yeah, my fortieth <laughs> birthday party. Yeah. That's oh, that's, that's rough. <laughs> the the wife is like, "We should do something." I was like, "It's fine. I'm a simple man." She's like, "No, we have to do something." She was looking at people to cater said party. Oh. Okay. So I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> like, I only turned 40 once. That's true. You only turned 40 once. Yeah, so I'm very old. I'm not far behind you, buddy. Yeah, you're a few years. A couple. So, so um, back to Arena. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of questions. I have very few answers. All right. So I guess, first of all, what have you been doing on Arena since kind of standard is um, eh. um, a whole lot of 
mostly not playing. Like, I really haven't been playing a whole lot. Um, when I do, I've been doing the standard challenges to try and build up some coins gotcha. for uh, when Theros drops. But I really haven't been doing much. So I've had this uh, interesting arc. Okay. I was first, like, pretty excited about the standard shakeup. Yeah. And I played a couple different... Yeah, we talked about it last week a little bit, Yeah, I played a couple different things. I, like, settled on... I, like, got a Grixis list. Mm -hmm. I, like, hard Grixis control. Mm -hmm. Drago Grixis control to a point where I liked it. And then, like, I kept losing to or having problems with uh, Improbable Alliance. There was a lot of the blue-red draw two card. Yep. And Grixis can't remove an enchantment. So I was like, all right, let me try Esper. So I was playing Esper in... The format has moved, at least when I was playing, to a lot of like of the blue black like mill deck. Okay, which is just misery, especially yeah. like when when you're in Esper and like you don't have the like out of like stick a Chandra uptick, like you can't ever deal with this. Right. When they can counter your Kaya's and your uh, other things, you're like, well, this is significantly worse than yeah. it had been. I was like, why wasn't I playing Teferi? It's like, oh, yeah, because Teferi's banned. Because, like, I should have just been playing Teferi. I was like, why why did I put that card in? It's like, oh, no, it's banned. Yeah, it's banned. So, like, that just got super frustrating. And then I went to, like, a nice happy place of Dominaria drafts. Throwback drafts. And I was like, this is all right. Yeah. I had one train wreck where, like, I just got flooded twice and screwed once. But Mm. otherwise, they've all gone pretty well. And I would say I'm breaking. Close to break even, excluding the disaster. Well, I mean, you've got a like your break even points got to be pretty high because you have most of Dominaria, right? Like everything you draft just turns into gems. No, I don't have a ton of Dominaria. Oh, okay. Dominaria was like I started getting everything around guilds I have most of. Yeah, like I'm 19 guilds. Yeah, but RNA forward, I have pretty much complete sets of everything. Yeah. Uh, when I started doing the play seals and then open like a bunch of packs Mm -hmm. so dominaria i hadn't quite mastered the art yet in like that set wasn't in the open wasn't in the open beta right the first set that the open beta like the set that was out that was the current set when the open beta happened yeah was guilds so like i didn't play any so like any dominaria i have is from random dominaria drafts oh, okay or like getting like a pack as a reward or something so i don't have yeah. a ton of that all right it's been pretty fun like i'm probably gonna go do a draft and try to get my four wins doing a draft or two tonight draft me a slimy boy i've not got to draft a slimy boy i have oh man the the bots do some interesting things i did end up with the two red green three four that has haste and adds mana i ended up with three oh. of those in a pool wow like in a draft, I ended up with, I could have had three of the five black black four four flyer that has three and a red deal. Oh yeah, yeah. Deal two and put a plus one plus one counter on it. Yeah. I could have had three of those. I passed two to take like removal spells, hmm. and then in the third pack, I just got passed another one, and I was like, wow. I guess I'll take this one. I'm in black. <laughs> I was Might like, well, well, do I want like a cast down or do I want the seven drop? I should probably take the cast down. Do I want this eviscerate or do I want the seven <laughs> drop? I should probably take the eviscerate. I was like, maybe it'll wheel because I got a couple late. Man, that set had great removal in it. It did. Yeah. did. I think that's why part of the reason that this set is so good Yeah, is you just had good removal. It wasn't like you just got like clowned by Mm -hmm. 
something. And if you got clowned by something, it's because you didn't draft the removal or you used it too early. Yeah. It's interesting. Like mm-hmm. people like playing Gaia's Blessing mm-hmm. and just cycling, like, you know, putting three counter spells back in their deck and stuff. You're just yeah. like, oh. Kind of neat. Yeah. The set had, like, if you look at it, the set has no fixing lands. Yeah. But, like, playing three and four colors is just what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Because you had Skittering Surveyor and a bunch of other ways to fix your mana that weren't... Weren't your lands. That weren't your lands. Yeah. So it is a fun format. That's what basically what all I've been doing is just, like, the last, That's like, cool. three or four days is just, like, like, oh, this is reasonable. And I think the standard shakeup is almost gone. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's only, like, tomorrow. So yeah. it'll be gone by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get something on Thursday to, like, bridge... Well, yeah, Thursday to like that's kind of what I was asking is didn't last like last time we got a new set wasn't there like a pre-standard where they gave us like you know 12 new cards to go build decks with or whatever I think that was specifically because it was rotation, rotation and I think they were trying to soften the blow of yeah. rotation but the last couple sets they had some event yeah that allowed you to just grind. Um, yeah, that's true. Grind experience to try yeah. to like the get catch your up max later up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We didn't have because that was the pre-standard event, right? Yeah, but I think there was one before that. Yeah, for the for the previous time we had yeah, a mastery I think there was set too. Right, because this hmm. is our is this just our second mastery pass? It is right, or is it our? Uh, maybe it is just a second. Yeah. So it, there was that event, but they yeah. said they were always going to give us an event to like grind experience. Yeah. And the standard shakeup only gave you like three levels. Yeah, I like, mean, it also only gave out three packs. Yeah, it was like a thousand, a thousand, and a thousand yeah. done. And the other one was like you could just keep playing. It was like what you had to go two zero, and you got like two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Experience, so you could just keep playing it over and over and over yeah. again. Hmm. Yeah, so in this last week, hopefully they give you something that if you're like kind of close to your break-even point or yeah. the point where you would want to spend money on the Mastery Pass mm-hmm. that you uh I ended up buying my Mastery it. Pass over the weekend. What, level, or what level are you? 82, I think. Mm, interesting. Yeah. What level are you, like 140? 124. 124, I was close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after 110, you just get one... Crispy, yeah, uncommon. <laughs> so I've got twenty four comics. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, why, why? Like, give me a rare. Give so, how many something. vaults do you have unlocked? Uh, eleven. You have eleven saved up. I have eleven saved up. I have one thousand one hundred and something percent. Man, of my of my vault <laughs> progress. Yeah, I have a uh, seventy two rare wild cards right now. Holy moly! And. Not counting the ones that are in the vault. So yeah. I have closer to 100. And I have eight mythics <laughs> plus the 11. So I have yeah. 19. So You can just like buy the set when it comes out. I could. I could. And I also have a, almost 160,000 gold. Yeah. See, if you get four wins every day, <laughs> it's, a, it's basically a pack. Yeah. You get four wins plus your daily quest. It's a pack. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten four wins pretty much every single day. I can't think of a day I missed. There was one day you missed, and you said you missed it. I know I missed one when we were in D.C. Yeah. 
but that might be the only one I missed. But like this standard season, you've hit them all. I've pretty much hit them all. So yeah. like, if you do that, you know what is their standard seasons three months ish long? Ish, yeah, like fourteen weeks. So that's what uh, a bunch of days. It's like hundred. <laughs> that is like a bunch of days. It's yeah. like ninety-eight days if it's fourteen weeks. Yeah. So if you just only get four mm-hmm. wins plus your daily, that gets you a uh, hundred packs to open. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And you know, I when I was having fun, you're right. Like getting to like ten wins, like on a weekend, because mm-hmm. tens where they stop giving you mastery points. Oh, okay. You get twenty-five points a win. Up until ten wins, ten wins, and then they don't give you any, then it, they don't give you anything for the last five. Oh, okay, so if you get up to ten wins, you like max out your mastery points. <laughs> Value. Value. I'm leaving nothing on the table, wizards. <laughs> nothing at all. No money from this guy. Oh no, I put money in. <laughs> like that is, they have got they have got their fair share out of me. Yeah, I'm uh, I cut it a lot closer than you do. Yeah. I try to not put money. I think I've only put like 100, 150 bucks in total. Yeah. I'm a little bit more than that. I yeah. might be like 250. Yeah. I'm not sure though. But, um, give me I Pioneer see- though. See what happens if you give me Pioneer. Yeah. Really? You hear that, Wizards? See, I'm like, like I got 80 uh, rare wild cards. I can start making Pioneer decks. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, what about a uh, streamer event? Don't they usually do a streamer event before pre-release? Yeah, they usually the two days before uh, arena pre-release, like yeah, the so Tuesday, like Tuesday Wednesday, Wednesday. They do an event where they give streamers early access, and I think they're only supposed to do like sealed and like constructed. Yeah, uh, I know. At one point, they the the streamers were like, "Ha, I'm going to do drafts," and they were also doing drafts when they weren't supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> but on here it was like, "When's the streamer event?" So I was like. I will just Google this really quickly. Doesn't like exist. Tons of information about the Theros, uh, not the Theros, the Throne of Eldraine streamer event. Yeah, nothing, nothing for Theros. Nothing about the Theros one. Well, hopefully they'll surprise us, and when we turn Twitch on next Tuesday, there'll be a streamer event. Yeah, because it was nice to to see what people were doing. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that um, PV has said that um, the streamer event there was kind of this like unwritten rule of like nobody plays Oko or nobody plays interaction. Oh, okay. Just let you do your sweet stuff. Just do your sweet thing. Like no one, no one's playing like yeah. efficient removal. They're just like, what is the big dumb thing you can do? Yeah. Cause I think there were like, you know, at different points there was a lot of like, you know, super go big decks mm-hmm. and all this cool stuff. And then like, you know, the real format happened and it was like field of the dead. Yeah. They're not like, indicative of what the format is going to be but you do get to see the new cards doing cool new stuff yeah it's kind of like pre-release where you kind of get to get a feel for what the mechanics are how they play yeah maybe get an idea for a deck yeah and then be like okay i need to put like six removal spells in this deck yep okay it's a good (laughs) shell but i need six removal spells yeah Theros launches on Arena the 16th yeah and so thursday yeah so thursday the day before the pre-release yep and uh, the the thing that is different from just like your in store pre releases mm-hmm. on the sixteenth you can start playing standard right you just buy your cards you just buy your cards you buy all your packs and then you go you go nuts yep I know that I think that they did a Twitch Rivals event 
Okay. Or uh, Fandom Legends yeah, I think event. They like did. the day On pre-release weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So there might be that Thursday at like two o'clock. There might actually be like a standard tournament. Maybe that people are playing for however much you get, multiple thousands of dollars. Yeah. So you could maybe get a look at the initial standard mm-hmm. from from that. So that's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to try to do uh, the thing where. I try to spend, you know, $50 worth of gems yeah. on seals before I open any packs. Yeah. And then that way you have, like, you, you fill out your collection mm-hmm. and then you start opening your packs and then you have the duplicate protection to start filling out your... Yeah. Because actually if you're opening, you know, if you have, a, if you saved a bunch of gold and you're opening 10 packs at a time, mm-hmm. you can start to see the shift in, like, what the cards look like. Right. Right, you're like, oh, there's a whole bunch of different cards, and then by the time you're opening your last twenty packs, it's like, yeah. oh, oh, these are, are all the same. It's like six different. It's it went from ten different cards to six different cards. To, okay, there are three different cards. Yes, yeah. like, and you just fill everything out. Yeah, I think last time. So that's what you do is you do a yeah. bunch of seals, and then you open your packs. And then I open all my packs. I don't open any of the prize packs from the seals. Yeah. I just hold on to them. Yeah. What I did last time was I went through, I didn't do any of my rares or mythics, but I went through and just burned like all of my common and uncommons. And that way when I was opening up packs, everything was vault progress. Yeah. The only thing is there's not a good way to get, the only way you can get common wild cards is through vault progress. Like they don't. No, you can get common cards, common wild cards in packs. You do? Yeah. I thought you only got uncommon ones. Mm-mm. Maybe, maybe I just don't pay attention. So I guess that's fine because like I try to hold on to the commons just because yeah. I want to make sure I have like if you need a random common if I need a random common I just have it I don't have to like yeah. buy an Exelon pack <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hope as we talked about last week that is not the way to get your cards that is not the way to get your cards but yeah if you have a bunch of wild cards yeah. to burn it can impact your it'll make you progress in the vault a little bit faster and get you you know uh, I mean it progressed me in the vault a lot faster okay i uh i think i ended up with like four vaults this like for the throne of eldraine season where normally like i'd get one okay so it just like turbocharged me okay so that's something like if you're gonna do sealed you yeah. do that first i mean part of that might have been the mastery pass too but yeah but if you're gonna do that if you if you're gonna do your seals or whatever yeah. if you're if you've decided you're gonna burn your commons and uncommons common wild cards just do that before you start mm-hmm doing anything yeah See, that way i was also like i was in the arena alpha yes and they reset my account twice but i was playing like before you started playing so yes. I, I have a whole bunch of Ixalan and stuff gotcha so i'm not that worried like, about i don't think i got it i didn't get into arena i think right when it opened yeah i think i waited a little bit well i don't think you got in until like right before we started the show right I didn't get in, like, so I didn't get in. I wasn't in the closed beta at all. When the open beta happened, I don't know when I started. I don't know if it was, like, I don't think it was, like, hey, it's the open beta. It was probably, like, four standard legal sets ago. Probably, right. (laughs) I definitely played it before we started because I played infinite, like, blue-red Niv Drakes. Okay. Leading up to that, uh, I guess it was a PPTQ Mm -hmm. in the cold card. Uh, arcade um <laughs> so i was playing then okay and i was opening packs before they gave duplicate protection 
Okay. So I had opened a bunch of packs, got all these duplicates to just counted towards the vault. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to give you duplicate protection now. And yeah. I had, like, burnt a bunch of packs. So, like, I would probably have yeah. uh, guilds finished if there was if there had been duplicate protection. Yeah. But I know I opened. Yeah, but when the guilds come out, guilds was? The fall. The fall set? The fall set. So we started okay. at. Uh, Allegiance. Allegiance. Was when we when we did this started this about a year ago. Okay. So I had played before that, but I don't know if they were like, "Hey, it's Monday, open beta." Yeah. And then Tuesday, I got in. Right. Or if it was Monday, it's open beta, and then like a month later. Yeah. So I did burn some time. All right. But I have played a lot. So with that, I know this is not as meaty. Of an episode as normal. You just wait for next week. Yeah, next we week. We left all the meat on the bone for next week. Yeah. So if you have anything you want us to talk about mm-hmm. during the pre uh, the like set review. Yep, if there's kind of a episode, specific card or specific interaction or whatever, let us know. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you're looking at some of these cards and going, oh, we've done the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, we've also... Tried to quickly figure out how to break them. <laughs> uh, someone in our uh, shop group chat yeah. was like, get your citrus suppliers now before they're $5. Guess what? They're $4. They're $4. I don't know how many I have, but I know I have four foils. I think I've got two play sets. Yes. I don't have any foils, though. Uh, someone has foil that dredge. So yeah. <laughs> the card puts cards in the graveyard. We have some. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, Seder Wayfinder might be the uh, the new best like card in Pioneer. I love Seder Wayfinder. It might be the new best card in Pioneer. I have eight foils. There you go. I only have four foils. Sitter Wayfinder and me go way back. Way, way back. Way, way back. So, yeah, if there's anything you're interested in, mm-hmm. let us know. If you want us to uh, play a similar game that we just played of, cards that might go up in value mm-hmm. if some of these cards are better than we think or as good as we think. Yep. Like, let us know if you have a specific card you're interested in. Sure. We'll talk about it. We'll talk um, about whatever you want. Yeah, so you can tweet your ideas at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep, on Facebook, it'll be Casual Tryhard MTG. You could also email us at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Um, like I said, get ready for our video next week in conjunction with our good friend Juan and Myrtle Beach Games. Um, there'll also be a pre-release kit build video that we you know break down kind of how we build a pool how to build a mana base that kind of stuff and you can watch us open some sweet sweet cards and that should be it right it should be it yeah yeah we'll cut you off enough